News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Let's turn back to that uh, story about the GRA voting to withdraw voluntary overtime on five Tuesdays in October and withdrawing all Labour potentially on the 10th of November if the current dispute over rosters is not resolved. Essentially a return of the blue uh, flu. Uh, Let's have a listen to the GRA and what they had to say. We have come to this decision. It's where we are. We don't want to be here. We're hoping for a way out of it. We're highlighting our issues, but we have to take decisions and we have to represent our members. Our members' morale is on the floor and this is where we are. So it's up to Garda management, it's up to the commissioner and I'd say it's up to the government and the government ministers and the Minister for Justice now to listen to us. Okay, that was James um, um, Morrisor, um, Deputy General Secretary of the Garda Representative Association, speaking to Anton on the hard shoulder yesterday. Uh, we're joined now by Dr. Pat Leahy, a former Garda Assistant Commissioner in Dublin. Uh, Pat, your reaction to this well, pretty drastic step by the GRA? I think we're in a very unfortunate position at the moment, uh, Shane. And uh, what makes it more unfortunate is that it's playing out in public. So the key stakeholder in all of this, which our members of the public are listening to this, and uh, there's a fear element to it now for people that are wondering, are the guards going to uh, go on strike on Sunday? Are we going to be without uh, our police service? So look, this is really unsavoury for uh, everybody. And uh, as the Minister has said on several occasions, it's only going to be um, uh, brought to a conclusion through dialogue, authentic dialogue. So there's, there's, uh, there's nothing for this except they have to get back around the table. And I'm not aiming this at any particular uh, grouping. Uh, everybody that has a stake in this now needs to be around the table. The people that can fix this have to uh, uh, mature uh, in relation to their engagement here. There can be no preconditions uh, when you're entering into a negotiation, if it's to be authentic at all. Uh, so I think everybody has to take a step back now and take a look at their uh, position, consider what interests they're trying to uh, move in relation to all of this and get back around the table. Uh, let's, we'll tease that out in a second, but can I ask you, first of all, is it ever acceptable for the Gardaí to strike in all but name, which you know, the blue flu would be a strike in all but name. It happened, obviously, a number of years ago. It was seen as a particularly dark chapter in the Gardaí's history. Is it acceptable for the GAA to propose, the GRA, to propose to do that now? Look, in my personal opinion, Shane, it's not. Our police service have to be available at all times. That's the the, the basic requirement. That's what the public, this is what our citizenry expect, is that the police will be there, the police will respond when the public are in need. So from my perspective, no, it's not an alternative. Is it also... Is it also acceptable uh, for the GRA to issue a directive? Um, uh, sorry, to, to, to say they're going to ignore a directive from Drew Harris that pandemic rosters will end in November and will instead simply continue to work those rosters after the date. Is that not effectively a mutiny? A well, look, mutiny? That's, a di- that's a different question, Shane. And when you're dealing with negotiations and uh, hardened positions, I think you have to interpret uh, rhetoric quite broadly. Okay. So I, I, I don't think we can fix on, on the words that are being used and my experience in negotiations would be that you have to clarify every single word in negotiation because the normal understanding 
is not what everybody uh, interprets from what is being said, even though it might be normal language. So interpretation, questioning, clarification of what is meant by what is being said it's pretty, is absolutely pretty clear, critical Pat, to Is it not pretty clear? We'll, we'll stick with the rosters that we want to stick with. No, no, that's pretty clear. I hear that. But what you're asking me, is this tantamount to a mutiny? And I'm saying no. In the broader context of, uh, we suppose, that the, the shots fired in advance of a negotiation, I think you have to think very broadly about how it's been used, why it's been used, the rationale behind it. Okay. Uh, so, look, it, it, it wouldn't be safe to comment on that uh, at the moment because we don't know what the context is, what's behind it at the moment. Okay. If it did come to that, would you... Well, it, it, well, it's the same question, Shane. Do I agree that the, the, the guard should go on strike? And I don't agree with that. OK, no, fair enough. Um, you believe there is scope here. There's still room to avert this. Look, we know history shows us that in every situation where you had polarised parties, the only way forward has been through dialogue, engagement and negotiation. And the minister has commented uh, in that context several times in relation to this, and I absolutely support her approach to this in terms of she has to uh, get people back around the table to engage in dialogue about this. Now, again, preconditions have never assisted uh, in negotiations. They're always uh, a, a bar to good, authentic negotiations. So I think people have to be mature enough uh, to negotiate without preconditions. Whatever that takes now from, from uh, all sides, I think that's where we need to be next. Now, uh, there is a meeting this morning, we're told, so hopefully uh, people will have reflected overnight on, on their positions and loosen up those positions. And instead of thinking in the context of positions, look at the interests that they're trying, trying to preserve okay. or trying to protect. Okay, we leave it there. Dr. Pat Leahy, former Guard Assistant Commissioner for Dublin. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. We're also joined by uh, Julie Galbraith, a partner in employment law at the global law firm Evershed Sutherland. Uh, Julie, obviously, guards are not permitted to strike, and it's a legal friendly guard member to organise such an action. But where would this action, where would a blue flu uh, come in terms of legality? Good morning, Shane. Morning. In essence, no employee actually has a right to strike. So the law as it stands would say that no one has any right to strike. However, under the Industrial Relations Act, there are protections for employees who engage in um, a collective bargaining in an agreed way and engage in industrial action in an agreed way with their trade union and their employer. There is an exclusion in the Industrial Relations Act that says that Gardaí and members of our defence forces are not protected by the Industrial Relations Acts in the way that other normal employees are. So that's where this question of legality comes up. And it's, I suppose, by the very drafting, it's intended that a Garda would never need to have the protections of the Act because it's not envisaged that they would ever go on strike. Mm. So where does a blue flu action fall into, uh, fall into that? I mean, some people would say that it's a strike in all but name. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with you. And I remember the blue flu and um, the the infancy's now to the, the Drew flu are, are, are all very similar <laughs> to that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it really comes down to the legislation itself. And in fairness, the, the, the trade union involved here, the GRA, are, are carrying out a ballot in the way that SIP2 or any of our other trade unions would carry out a ballot of members engaged in a, a retail shop or a consumer business. The normal position is that in order for any employee to get the protections under the Act, they have to follow certain key steps that are in the Industrial Relations Acts. That would include a ballot of members, that would include 
communications with the employer involved in trying to seek a resolution. So by both parties talking about going to the WRC, about going to the mediation services and the conciliation services there, that's really important as it would be in any employment context to try and resolve the dispute. But in essence, I suppose what's being proposed at the moment isn't envisaged in legislation and therefore it's questionable as to what legal standing that would have. Now, the reason why there are protections for employees will be to avoid penalisation by the employer of the employee, to avoid Mm -hmm. dismissals, to ensure that there is some protection for them there. I would think, and this is me personally speaking, that the guards will not be, I suppose, penalised or dismissed as a result of this, but it certainly would impact on the ongoing relationships between the parties. Okay. All right. Interesting. Really interesting insight there. Uh, Thank you indeed. Uh, Julie Galbright, partner in employment law at Global Law Firm Evershed Sutherland. uh, Thank you indeed for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Let us know what you make of it all. Blue flu, is it justified? Do the guards have no alternative? Uh, I have to say, I thought what Pat Lee had to say was, was spot on. We need to get both parties back around the negotiating table. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.